Welcome to another episode of This Podcast is Fire. This podcast is fucking awesome in hashtag fire. Here's your host, Samuel Davis. Hi there, friends. How's it going? It's Sam Davis here from This Podcast is Fire. And I am so happy you pressed the play button and decided to listen to the first, what, 30, 40 seconds of this. So thank you so much for listening. We've got a great show ahead for you today. We've got Ian Holland here from Etoc Canada. He's a producer there, and we're going to talk everything Olympics. It's a big uh, tournament, I guess, that's happening in Rio. I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's a lot of interesting news that's coming out of Rio. So we we kind of talk a little about what's going on in Rio. We talk about the Canadian, uh, Canadian angle, and we talk... Yeah, just basically everything Olympics. The Olympics are a, a very important thing to Ian, and I know this is something he'd really enjoy talking about. So I brought him in, and we had a blast. So without further ado, my friends. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I think I start every podcast with hello, ladies and gentlemen. I should like really Ooh. should really spice it up. Now I feel like that's very much you. I think that's is it? You can, only you can get away with hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number four of This Podcast is Fire. Featuring Um, the Olympic flame. Featuring. No, it's actually here in studio. And Ah. by that, I mean my skull candles that I've got here in the illustrious Grange Studios. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. I really went and pulled out all the stops, Sam. The Podcast is Fire studios look very lit. Guys. Thank you so much. So, if you don't recognize the voice that's with me today, I have none other than Etoc, Etoc Canada producer. That's Ian, me. Ian Holland. Hey, Sam, thanks for having me on the show today. So I have to talk about this. You know I love our subject today. Oh, I haven't even brought it up yet. I gotta queue it up first. Oh, I'll, so, I, I'll let you do it. Ian Holland is here today. We're not gonna talk, we could talk pop culture, but that's not what we're here for. No. There's a very special event that's going to be taking place over the next couple of weeks that really needs to be spoken about all the time, maybe 24-7 for those, for those weeks, right? For those weeks, it is a 24-7 event. Book off your eye, Cal, because stuff is going down in Rio. The Olympics. Oh, yeah. The yes. Olympics, oh, baby. Yes. Oh, I love the Olympics so much. It's so, giving me goosebumps right now. I'm, I'm not ready for it. I brought Ian over because Ian actually invited me over. He is hosting. Is it a party or it's like literally the opening ceremony? And just where I wear a, a Canada yeah. tank top and go, I love Canada. Yes. So Ian loves the Olympics. <laughs> He's he, he loves the countries coming together. It's a very emotional moment for so many amateur athletes. So I thought, who's... Who's better than Ian Holland to talk about the Olympics? I don't think there's anyone I know. Hey, I love the Olympics. I don't think there is. I uh, one of my earliest memories is watching the Olympics. It's always been in my veins. Um, and I always love watching them. I actually worked on the last one, and that was a dream come true. And But this year, back on the couch as a spectator <laughs> and ready to go. Let's light this flame. Let's do it. Okay, so... I think we need... To, I, I hate that we're going to start like this, but we need to, we need to talk about Rio. We do, yeah. We, we do. There's a big elephant in the room and its name is Rio. <laughs> There's a lot of issues and I just like, every time I seem to open up my Facebook page or my Twitter feed, 
there just seems to be something going wrong, whether it's there's the water that's polluted. There's I think I read an article today that they couldn't find the key to get into the Olympic Stadium. So they literally had to get wire cutters to cut into the stadium for the rehearsals. Like, what what have you been reading? And what do you like? How do you think the athletes are going to be going into Rio being like, they aren't prepared. They aren't prepared for us. Look, Sam, here's the thing is the press is going to take any opportunity to criticize the Olympic organizing committee, no matter which city you're in. If you look at the last Olympics, it was all about Russia and how they spent a billion dollars on the Sochi Olympic Park, which is now basically abandoned. There's always going to be something that's they're critical of. Vancouver Olympics, there was no snow. I mean, you know, for Canada, that was as bad as it got. But this time in Rio... Things are a little shady. There's dead bodies allegedly floating in the water. The whole water that people are going to be swimming in is unsanitary, and athletes aren't pleased with the living conditions either. Yo, there's a lot of crime in Brazil too right now. Have you heard about that? Like oh. it's, it's real sketchy. And there's a little virus called the Zika virus. Oh, yeah. That... You do not want the Zika virus. <laughs> no. No, Where no, you no. have – so the Zika virus has been affecting – Big names, like obviously it's, it's an amateur sport. We love to see the amateur athletes succeed and there's a lot of fun names that, that come out of the Olympic glory. But names like Milos Raonic didn't want to go because the no, Zika he has to come. He's not going. Oh, no, what? Yeah, Milos, Milos. Milos, Milos is not he going. He won't go to the Olympics, but he'll go to the Rogers Cup. Yeah. Okay. But Milos. no, the, his, his main argument was Zika. He was. Oh. He feared for Zika. But uh, here's my question: because yeah. I'm, no, I'm no medical expert, and I totally acknowledge that. Can men get Zika? This is this is a question that you're you're asking the complete. Okay, doctors. cool, cool. Because <laughs> I thought it was literally just women it's, who are, and if they get pregnant, they're toast. It's yeah. sort of like um, what's um, the the disease? Sorry. Um, <laughs> yes. What's it called? Where men have it and women have it too. Is it like HPV? HPV. It's sort of like HPV. I have HPV. Shut up. No, I'm kidding. You probably do. I probably have HPV. We probably have double HPV. But we, like, it doesn't affect us. It's probably like HPZ down there. The Zika. It doesn't affect the dudes. But if you're a lady and you're going to get pregnant, you're kind of toast. There must be some sort of, like, sexually transmitted Zika. Like, if a guy get like, Milos Milos would go down. But his... His main concern was Zika. But is he going down? No, he's not. She's just stupid. And that's the re- and there's a lot of like NBA players that use that as a crutch. I'm like I don't really care. Like I like seeing the NBA stars go to to the Olympics. It's a lot of fun and seeing all the Americans. You yeah, know, beat up but you know teams. what? It's about the it's about it's the a, new athletes, and there's no um, incentive once money comes into play for the professional athletes like you know for the professional athletes like Milos and the NBA players because they've made their money they don't care about a gold medal they don't care about the I believe themes it means nothing <laughs> to them it's a business they're here for the coin and if you're only going to win 25 grand from the Canadian Olympic Committee if you win a gold medal what's the incentive to them that's mm-hmm. that's just a, a tweet mm-hmm. a sponsored tweet a spon- <laughs> that's it there's one it. sponsored tweet that's it that's it and actually, I was listening to a very interesting interview today with Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, boy. And uh, obviously, Bruce Jenner back in the, what was it, the 70s or 80s? Yeah, the yeah. Decathlon mm-hmm. champion. Yeah. And was saying that, you know, there needs to be, there needs to be more, a more incentive. Like, people, obviously, the Olympic athletes are going for that gold medal and going yes. for that glory. That... 
the sports like golf, the sports like tennis, the sports like basketball aren't as competitive as they are, like, let's say, the Masters yeah. for golf or Wimbledon for uh, for tennis or, like, the NBA Finals, right? It's not the same sort of caliber because they're not playing for that. So if we got those amateur athletes that are playing yeah. for the gold medal, like, literally, I'm winning a gold – if I won a gold medal, I would be so amped. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like a life bucket list – Checked off, yeah. right? So I'm like, – it's, it's weird where I am with, with professional athletes in, in, in the Olympics, yeah. right? Like I, I would rather see someone like you and I or someone who has yes. been working so hard to achieve that goal. Yeah, I mean – On Kayla, the biggest stage. Kayla yeah. needs to step down for a second. She's got her money. She's got her coins. She's got her tabloid covers. What these amateur athletes do not have is all of that. And mm. this is their – this is their platform to get there. Yeah. And if they're overshadowed by professional athletes who will take away their gold medals, take away their one shot at exposure that they work four years every time for, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then what's the point? I don't think professional athletes should be in the Olympics. I think it's for these stories that we can build to show Canadians why our sports are so great, why our athletes are so great. It's that time to shine. Pro sports, we get it all the time. Mm-hmm. 24-7. Sportsnet Central all the time. The Olympics are something sacred that I think we can use to push the next generation. <laughs> now, the best part, uh, that I love, that another story that's coming out is the living conditions that these athletes are living in. Yeah, they look shitty. Again, four years you train for this shit. Mm-hmm. You should at least... Like, I didn't see what Vancouver was like, and I saw pictures of Sochi, and Sochi was just as bad. Mm-hmm. But... These are athletes. They need to be like in tip-top, 100% shape. And if you're having these athletes, you know, worrying about if the water is going to be out. Like there was a lot of issues from the Australian team that there was bursted pipes. Uh, people would have showers and would have no warm water. Like these guys, again, they need to have their body at 100% shape. And I think it's, it's pretty embarrassing for Brazil. To, is that is what they came up with mm-hmm. after having – Known about the Olympics for what? Yeah. They know eight years. And they already had such great infrastructure with the FIFA World Cup last year. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, or sorry, two years ago, yeah. um, these athletes need to suck it up because let me tell you, <laughs> you're not there to get pampered and the last place you should be is in your little Sochi or sorry, your, the last place you should be is your Rio apartment. Get off your ass, go back to the training center, and let's get a gold medal. I do not care that your pipe has burst. Guess what? You're only there for two weeks. It's summer camp. You you know, I've done it. You shit in the woods. You have a great time. I disagree with that, though, because I think getting to the Olympics is an award in itself for okay. a lot of people, right? Like, yeah. People come from all around the world and are training. They train their ass off just to get there. That there should be some reward given by the IOC, given by the Olympic Committee to – when you're there, like you, you're there to have a good time but you're also there to win, right? You want to, you want to be able to you know, enjoy the moment and I don't think a lot of these athletes, if it – whatever the tweets and the, and the Facebook comments I've been seeing, it's – they're not, like, not going to enjoy staying there. Look, the Olympics are expensive and I think the last thing the IOC needs to worry about is funding – the housing for these people. I think there's stadiums we need to worry about. I think there's venues and all that. I feel like the housing doesn't need to be a top priority for funding because we never see it as viewers and it's all about the viewers at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. selling tickets, selling ad space, selling all that stuff, selling athletes. 
I don't care where they live. I'm never going to get an inside look at the Athletes Village. I mean, the Pan Am one here in Toronto was great, don't get me wrong. But what they have there, I just I think bare bones is fine with me. Can these athletes still kill? As I've heard the rumors from yeah. from from Vancouver, yeah. from friends who were kind of around Sochi, that the Olympic Village is just a huge sex fest. Which is great. Do you think I, that's still going to happen in these terrible confines that they call the Brazil Olympic Village? I would be disappointed if they didn't happen. <laughs> I'm expecting the orgy of the century. The Ryan Olymp- Lochte, everyone. The Olympics <laughs> doesn't start with an O for really like, That's no coincidence. Wow. So... <laughs> I think we know what's going down in those towers over the next couple of weeks. Let me tell you that. So, moving on from the sex that's going to be happening in the Olympic Village, what are you looking forward to most uh, from the athletes? Are there any athletes you've been looking at or any sport that you're kind of looking forward to? What are you kind of looking forward to? Well, you know, Sam, I feel like London Olympics four years ago was really a carrying of the torch from the <laughs> yes. old generation to the new generation. I feel like we're going to meet a lot of new athletes in the same way that we did in the Vancouver 2010 Olympics where mm-hmm. a whole new roster came out and we fell in love with them. Mm-hmm. I think this is our chance to meet some really great summer athletes that are just up and coming and only beginning. I really don't look like, are you talking from a Canadian standpoint or are you talking from the world? From a Canadian standpoint. Cause yeah. I think the Canadian standpoint, I never am overhyped about winning in the summer olympics we just, no we, we get never, like 10 and that's it but we got didn't we get like one gold medal in london that was it, it was something quite lackluster and it was upsetting it but was just you know, one it was a trip it was trampoline woman or yeah, trampoline yeah, woman. yeah 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 but i'm always like i love the summer olympics just because i think the events are more i don't want i i, I guess you can say prestigious yes because they are. again the summer olympics have been around longer than the winter olympics i think the winner of the 100-meter dash yeah. is, like, always a rock star. And that's why Usain Bolt has made a career of being the fastest man in the world. He's an icon. Right? So that's one event I'm actually looking forward to because mm-hmm. Usain Bolt is obviously not the same Usain Bolt we saw eight years ago. That's right. Four years ago. But he's still in the race. And But there's a lot of young sprinters. And this could be – we see – Literally, the passing of the baton from Usain Bolt to the next. Of course. I mean, in Olympic standards, he's old now, you know? Beijing was not yesterday. Beijing was 2008. And for him to think that he can still get under 10, we'll have to wait and see when he's on the world stage. It would be, it's going to be very interesting. And I always love the swimming. The swimming is all, like, ever since the Michael Phelps 2008 Beijing. Oh, boy. I remember just I, – I remember where I was when he won that – he broke that record by like a split second. Like you just see the finger just mm-hmm. touch. And you know this and, is – And I just – I think the, the swimming is always competitive because America always puts this crazy super team of, I know. of fish, I like to call them. Canada's always in there though, but they never come out on top. Um, what I don't like about the Summer Olympics, and you can criticize me all you want, is that it's not necessarily about the Canadian athletes because the Usain Bolt and the Michael Phelps, etc., really do take away from the shine of what we can offer because they're just so outrageously good and our country can't offer that. That's why the Summer Olympics won't unite us as a nation as the Winter Olympics do. Oh, it's never never the same. And we will, like... I think the closest... Our nation kind of came together, though, 
was in the London Olympics in 2012 of the when the women's soccer team with Christine St. Clair. I remember like everyone was watching that game. Don't get me wrong, I love Christine. I think and we'll <laughs> love. talk well I love Christine. We'll talk more about her later. Yeah. But I just don't I, and the the ticket the ticket sales show it all. People in this country love Canadian soccer. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Olympics as a whole, I don't think that's the most unifying Canadian moment. Maybe in the Summer Olympics, yes. I think no, yeah. That's that's my argument is that in the Summer Olympics, I don't think we're uh, we as Canadian fans aren't really looking forward to the huge medal count. I think it would be a nice surprise if you yes. saw us in the top five, but we're watching for those staples, those Christine St. Clair, and you know we we're always kind of fighting for that medal in the women's soccer, right? So yes, us, the states. Uh, I think Germany's got a great team. Yeah, it's always right? so close. We're always looking for Adam Vancouver to do well. Adam, he's back. At, honestly, <laughs> you think? He's gone. You think he's dead? I thought. I honestly thought Adam Vancouver was eighty at this point because I remember was, he was in Australia, wasn't he? He was in. Uh, well, I, I don't remember Australia, but I do remember being up till four a.m. watching his kayak sprint in Beijing. Oh, he's been around for eons, and you know, I think it's great. Um, but I think that you know, eventually, yeah. you gotta hang up the kayak. You know, I think you do if you can still make it. Keep keep if it ain't broke. You know, don't don't give it up. Fair enough. Fair enough. So wait, if you can win us medals. So what what event are you specifically looking forward to? Is there a certain um, one that you that you kind of go to? Men's diving. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that, Ian? I mean, my favorite part is when they put the scoreboard over the guy's speedo, so it looks like they're completely <laughs> fucking naked, and I'll just be with my friends screaming at the TV. If you want the truth, there's the truth. You asked for it. Yeah, I wanted to know. Um, but also, I do love um. Watching the marathon, yeah. um, the women's marathon is always great. There's one Paula Radcliffe from the UK, yeah. always has a great showing. Uh, but other than that, you know, I I love seeing the triathlon. I always loved watching Simon Whitfield. I know he's kind oh, of retired now, but you know, back in 2000 Sydney, and he just kept showing up and kept you know placing. So um, that's has that has a great Canadian legacy behind it. But honestly, like we'll have to wait and see. When I interned for Sportsnet, I got to interview Simon Whitfield. And how was that? The nicest human being in the world. And that's what I think you get with a lot of just Olympic athletes. They're so humble. Yeah. Right? Unless unless you're like, you know, getting so much sponsorship money. In the, like, you aren't getting paid anything. Mm-hmm. Like, these people are just genuinely hardworking people. Yeah. Who are really good at a sport that's in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so... I want to go a bit more broader with you. Yeah. So again, you've been watching the Olympics since. What was the first Olympics you watched? Um, I the first Olympics I remember watching. Yeah. Was um, Sydney 2000 because I got like a sticker in a cereal box and I was like, oh my god, like I need this now. <laughs> I need to watch this. So that was definitely my first that I can remember. Sydney 2000 was a big one. I remember that we would have been because you're 92, right? Yeah. Yeah, we would have been in grade three. Eight years old. And I still remember we had like a whole medal count. That we would keep tallies and like there would be the one kid in the in the class that was elected to change the tally count every ah, day. It was that's it, cute. Yeah, so that was and uh, like let's not forget the ten dollars Sydney two thousand backpacks from McDonald's. Oh, of course, those were iconic. Yeah. So you've been watching since two thousand. I asked you to do a little bit of research. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of go. Wh- who have you been your top five Canadian? 
athletes. Okay. That that you just you kind of remember there was a great moment with them. It could be summer, it could be winter. But the reason I ask is again is because you are the Olympic my my Olympic hero. Oh wow! You're the, yeah, because you. you don't know. Because you're know honored. You share. I have not seen a passion uh, on the Olympics unlike yours. Thank you. Thank you. And you're also the Cancun queen. Cancun so queen. Yes. You're all about Canada. We're going to your place next year for the hundred and how old is you? Hundred fifty. Ottawa. We're gonna Ottawa. go. Mm-hmm. You're born and raised in you know Ottawa suburbs. So I wanted to kind of get your your top five. My top. Who are your five. top five? All right. So my top five Canadian Olympic athletes and patriotism, as you say, is so important to me. So these people, I think, deserve credit. Now let's also talk quickly. Is yeah. that these top five aren't necessarily the top five moments, but I think these people have represented. Okay, we'll, our go, we'll go top five best. moments afterwards. Okay. Yes. So let's hear. All right, so top five Canadian Olympic athletes in, on my radar in order from in order. five to right. one. All right. And we're starting with the guy we just mentioned, Adam Vancouverden. Doesn't give up. You know, doesn't. he's been outspoken. He's one of the most competitive guys I've ever seen. I literally saw him at an oyster shucking competition, and he was. Out of control. <laughs> I thought we were slip syncing for our lives. Like it was scary. He's from uh, Oakville, isn't he? Yes, he's a local o- guy. Oakville native. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he uh, loves to win golds and he's got some great medals under his belt. He loves representing his nation, loves supporting the gays, like, you know, all the things I like. He's not Take- gay, is he? Nobody loves the gays. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. I, I, th- I just think he's someone that. When everyone else retires, he's just like, you know what? I'm not going to hang up that paddle right away. Like, no. I'm ready to continue pushing for my nation and for glory. So well, that's why Adam's at number five. Yeah, like he's been around. I honestly think he was in 2000. I got to look that up. I'm pretty sure he was in Australia. Yeah. And he's been doing this for the past 16 years. Mm-hmm. I think so. I really got to look that up. It might have, Maybe I'm getting him because Simon Whitfield won in Yes, but no, Adam Vancouverton has always been like you kind of tune in. Like he, he's one of the guys that you CBC, CTV will always kind of feature on. Like, where is he? Like, what has he been doing for the past four years? And he definitely he participates in the winter ones as a panelist as well. Oh, is he really? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. was he in? Uh, was he? Was he, he ever so, like, he was in Sochi? In Sochi, in Sochi yeah. Just to give us two cents. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Adam Vancouverton's the man. All right, number five. Who's number four? All right, so number four, um, as we talk about Usain Bolt, you know, really capturing that 100 meters. This is pre-2000, but I think you really have to give credit to Donovan Bailey for being, at one point, the greatest athlete of all time. Of all time. And the thing about Donovan Bailey, which I don't think a lot of people in our generation really understand. Well, I I don't know why I'm saying that, because I'm also in our generation. But... The ninth, it was Atlanta, 96, yes. right? If you, when you won that 100-meter dash, you were on top of the world. Usain Bolt is obviously on top of the world, but winning that 100-meter dash in that time frame yeah. in North America, like Donovan Bailey was the GOAT, the greatest of all time. The GOAT. He was, he, like, ah. like, the fact that he was, you know, Jamaican-Canadian, Yeah, he was, you know... First, the fact that he represented Canada, too, was just such Outrageous. A, amazing. Outrageous. A Canadian winner. It's just out of control. And we might see, like, there's that other 100-meter da- sprinter for Canada. Why well, can't I remember his name? But he's in it this year as well. Mm-hmm. And he's posted some pretty good numbers in the preliminary rounds. And if, he, if he's able to somehow pull it out in 
real. It would be great, it, as you say, the next generation the ne- of athletes. Exa- the yeah. time is now yeah. for those people to come out and win for Canada. But Donovan Bailey. Definitely do you think, do you think he was doping? Do you think Donovan Bailey ever doped? Uh, you know, I don't know if that's my place to say. I don't think we can say it. I don't like, think we can say it, but... You know what? The Olympics were dirty AF. They though. were and dirty AF. And <laughs> and like, really he was Canadian, so yeah. like that seems a little fishy already. Um, but still. So right, was, love Donovan. Love, love Donovan. Donovan, number four, number yeah. four. So let's talk about women's hockey for a second oh, as we get towards go. number three. Here we go. I mean, let's... let's I'm gonna, First winter. First winter. Win, yeah. This is a winter yeah. shout out. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say a name, you're going to get chills. Okay. Cassie Campbell. Oh, God. Cassie Campbell. Love. You know what? She's just an honorable mention. She's not on the list. That was just a wow. Team. That was just a team. Wow. I mean, Cassie was great for our nation, no doubt about it. Like I was it. all right with that pick, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a great pick. It was a so good was pick. Great. Like she's definitely top fifteen. Yeah. But we're gonna give that number three spot to Haley. Good, Wickenheiser. good, good. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. 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 That woman. Speaking of athletes who never die. First of all, never seems to age. Second of all, has just been in every Olympics that I can remember. Not only that, she is one of two athletes that is a dual. Olympian, where she competed in softball and um, for Canada back in two. Did she really? Yeah, I believe it was two thousand. Okay. Um, and then transferred full time to hockey and has been with the team ever since, as they've won gold medal after gold medal. Truly an iconic um, player as she ends her career. I think. I don't care what people say about women's about Canadian women's hockey players. Cassie Campbell was always represented as the greatest of all time. Like, just a, you know, she was on so many great teams in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. But Haley Wickenheiser is the greatest of all time. Yeah. She was just, like, if you ever watched any of those women's Olympic games in, uh, in Turin. Yeah. Uh, the one in, I'm pretty sure she was, she was in Salt Lake City in 2002. Mm-hmm. And then also in Vancouver. Like, she is just... I think Turin was the one where I was like, she is on a completely different Turin. Level. Yeah, we've been giving a shout out to Turin. I think one of the greatest Olympic games of all time. Oh, wow. It was awesome. Statement. Mm-hmm. Statement. Statement. I totally disagree with that. Ah. But, um, but no, Haley Wickenheiser is, the I think, the greatest women's hockey player of all time and you can fight me on it. I don't get Wow, it. wow. Fight me on it. No, I don't think anyone I don't think anyone will. I don't, I don't think, think anyone, anyone will. will. I think that's like a pretty solid statement. Like Sammy Joe Small was great. Like let's be real. But yeah. No, no Haley Wickenheiser. Cassie Campbell also great. Haley Wickenheiser just just like in terms of the caliber of play. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever watched her compared to the other women hockey players she was just yards. Yards away. Speaking of being yards away. Yeah. Katrina LeMay Dome. Coming in at number two. Katrina. What do we think about Katrina here, Sam? So, <sighs> Katrina. I feel like you're a little shocked that she made the top five. No, no, no. I think she's a very, she's a basic pick. Okay. Right? Okay. Like, she's not, she's someone that I think would be on most people's top five. Just mm-hmm. because, again, yeah. she was a great face of, uh, of Canada. She, didn't she, she was a, a flag bearer, wasn't she? She was a flag bearer, yeah. yes. And I just think that she just – she was very marketable. Like yeah. obviously she won – she did win. Yeah. She did win her medals. But I just think because I, I – she probably signed some big deal with the Bay mm. or something that she was kind of just everywhere. She yeah. was that face. And it's a of, name. Yeah, it's a great name too. She was very marketable. And I just think that there are Olympians that were just – 
as good or achieved even more than Katrina LeMay Maidon did, mm-hmm. but weren't as marketable. I think she was just such a great spokesperson for Canadian athletes. She was such a and great, great... She's well-spoken. Yeah. And that she's turned that into a career because she is a speaker now. Yeah. And she was one of the um, anchors for the 2012 Olympics. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you look at her track record... 98 Nagano um, gold medal and yeah. Salt Lake City she came back and did it again it's a back to back it's yeah. really unprecedented and you know what she kind of hung up when she knew she was good. things were hot she got mm-hmm. her two and she was like you know what I'm out yeah. I'm out and I can re- I can really respect that no Katrina is definitely up there I put her top 10 I wouldn't I don't think necessarily I would say she's two number two yeah fair enough okay um, as we get down to number one, number one. I, I I honestly think the entire country can unite on on, on on this number one pick. Okay. Clara Hughes. Clara. Clara Hughes. Clara, Clara, Clara. The other person on my list who is a summer slash winter advocate, starting with the speed skating and mm-hmm. then going into the summer with the biking. Honestly, nobody is a bigger advocate. This isn't even about athletic ability, folks. This is about being a spokesperson for Canadians and as a result, being a spokesperson for what really matters to you. And Clara Hughes is so passionate about what she fights for. She's really big on, first of all, Canadian pride, but also on mental health research. And she's been such an advocate for that. Biking across the nation, really fighting for it. It's not It's not even about the Olympics anymore for why Clara is my number one pick. I think she embodies what a Canadian athlete should be. Proud, strong Canadian. Well, I can't think of a single athlete, professional or non-professional, that has been, you know, so in the in the kind of like leading the charge with mental illness awareness, right? Like, obviously, yeah. she is she is the poster girl for Bell. Let's talk. Yes. and that's not Bell just holding on to Clara Hughes. This is Clara Hughes. This is something she wanted to do. Yeah. she latched onto it, and she's done an incredible job with that whole campaign. And I got to agree with you on this one. I think she definitely is the number one athlete that comes to mind. Again, we're basing this off probably about, what, three or four Summer Olympics and about four Winter Olympics. So it's not a huge sample size we're going off of. But Clara Hughes is – when you just think of the Olympics, you think of Clara Hughes. Yeah. She was a great spokesperson. Again, kind of like Katrina LeMay Doan. She got it done both. In the winter and summer, correct? Did yes. She, yeah. So, yeah, I can't think of a better advocate or a better number one Canadian athlete than Clara Hughes. Yeah. The one thing I'm pretty surprised about is Simon Whitfield didn't make that top five. You know, he was probably number six. Simon I Whitfield. I thought about it. I thought about it long and hard, but I just, you know, I locked him in just in the top ten. And I think he deserves a top ten, but I just didn't think he was. Oh, that, like, winning the triathlon is such a huge thing. That's huge. It's that's huge. That's huge. And you could make a great argument for why yeah. he's a top five Canadian Olympic athlete, just not on my list. I just had a, a, a kind of idea popping through my head. Let's hear I it. Just, I'm so excited for the cycling. Like the in the melodrome thing. Yes, that's <laughs> like so that, scary. That is the best part. I just that's thought, like Tron on wheels. Yeah, it's literally just like they start so slow, they start so slow, they start so slow, then they get so fast. Like then they wipe out. It's great. Oh my god. Oh, I don't want to see them wipe out. Real. I'm so scary. excited. It's coming on. So you got your moments. Yes. Hashtag moments. Yeah, like you I, know. We can we can kind of suss them out. Let's just talk about a couple yeah. moments here. Yeah. Um. The one you know I want to talk about first, and you're actually, you, I think you won't be surprised. Yeah. All of my best Canadian moments 
are from the Winter Olympics. I just don't think we have the star power and the um, gold medal potential to really capture those moments at the at the Rio Games. I could be wrong. See, I got to hear your list first, but I I kind of disagree with that because I think some of the greatest moments that we've had in Canadian Olympic history, wow, that was a sentence, uh, is when we won those surprising golds in the summers. Like when Simon Whitfield won the triathlon. It's, I don't, when Donovan <laughs> Bailey won the gold medal in the 100-meter dash. I don't even know if it's surprising, Sam. I think it's finally. Like, we have such bad droughts. It's more of, like, frustration. Like, but it's just like when you, when Like, you when s- Karen Coburn won that trampoline, it was, like, about time. <laughs> like, and it's trampoline. <laughs> trampoline! Like, ugh. I just think... Okay, let's hear, let's hear your list, and then we'll... Uh, We'll go back and forth. Well, the first one I want to talk about is Alexandra Bilodeau winning. Okay. That was, that's a moment. That's a moment. He had a supportive brother there. It was an emotional moment. He was his biggest cheerleader and them embracing at the end, um, was super cute. And I really don't, and like it was a gold medal, but free, freestyle skiing is one of my favorite sports. Mm. And just to see that happen, it was just truly Canadian. What I will say is that they tried to recreate that moment at the Sochi Games when he won gold. And you know what? You see it once. You don't need to try and recreate the moment. Did he win Sochi? Yes. He did. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. I looked that up. But yeah, no, that 2010 moment with his brother was was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like That's why you watch the Olympics. It's yeah. for those, again, an amateur... Uh, he, you know, they've had some family issues. They, what are the, he has cerebral palsy or what yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And just to see the pure enjoyment on that kid's face. It's when his brother, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. All right. So Alex Bilodeau. That was, uh, Love. I'm, I, I, okay. I like that choice. Let's talk about, um, the, um, oh God, what's his name? Gil- Gilberto. I may Gilberto. have to look this one up. Okay, hold on. But Sochi Olympics. When um, the one guy, again, the name escapes me, goes to do the speed skating, doesn't make it, Gilberto makes it, oh, drops wow. out, so yeah, the higher-ranked guy has a better shot of winning a medal for the nation. I totally forget what the one that was. But it was just such a Canadian moment. Oh, yeah. He's like, this is more about the kid, the country than me. I'm going to drop out so my t- higher-ranked teammate can compete in the finals and win the medal. Mm-hmm. And he did. He won the silver medal. Love. I'm sorry that we don't have names to shout out. It's Gilberto yeah. something was a guy that Just reserve yeah. Do some research. Because I don't I don't know what it was. But that no, and it sounds very Canadian. It sounds very familiar. Let's talk about Joanny Rochette, the figure skater. Joan. Let's talk. Let's when talk. her Let's mom talk. died and she went out and still performed and won La Medai. In the face of the worst tragedy possible, it was unbelievable seeing that courage. I think it was, again, the moments that come to mind for me are so proudly Canadian, and I just think it was so great to see that. So for you, obviously, it's all it's a lot about the stories that go behind it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what brings... Like, I'm just noticing a trend just kind of between Bilodeau, yeah. uh, between Rochette. It's all about the fan, how, like, you know the emotional story that goes behind it. Yeah. Right? And I think I, I, you're right. Those are the moments that I think that makes the Olympics so unique. Mm-hmm. It's those moments where you get the entire story, you know, either like, you know, 
terrible to say this, but like a mom's dying of cancer and they yes. have to win the gold medal to, you know, as their last wish or whatever before she dies. But it's just, I love, the Olympics are so special for that. And I, I think you're kind of turning me on these, on these moments a little bit because yeah. I think I, like obviously the Donovan Bailey's and the Simon Whitfield's Those are great are, sports uh, moments. It's, yeah, you won. They're great sports yeah. moments for the country, but they didn't have that same emotional you got. I think the Olympics are more about emotion than sport. It is a spectacle. It is pulling at the heartstrings of Canadians, and I feel like that is what is what lures viewers in. First of all, but it also shows the passion of the Canadian spirit, and that's why I think these deserve a spot on the list. And my favorite Canadian Olympic moment, yeah. is not. The hockey game for Vancouver 2010. <laughs> Sorry. I, I kind of was getting that when yeah. when you had Bilodeau in that. But yeah, what what was the moment? It was another hockey game. Okay. The Canadian women's Women. final of Sochi when they were down 2 nothing, and everyone thought it was over. Then it becomes 2-1, and then the clock is ticking, and they've got seconds left, and it becomes 2-2. We're going to overtime, and they come back, and they get the overtime goal, and I don't think I've ever screamed so hard. It was just such a moment from the team. It wasn't even a banner name. It wasn't a Cassie Campbell. It wasn't uh, a Haley Wickenizer who scored that, that final goal, and it was just a whole bunch of teamwork and persistence, knowing that in the last seconds of the clock, the game is still in play, and that gold medal was just in reach, and they got it. And it's it's so similar to what the men was, and it's it's kind of the men obviously get, are getting paid millions upon millions upon millions of dollars because they're all NHL players. That that women's moment is greater because there's more at stake there for them. Yeah, Sidney Crosby could go home with a silver medal. Obviously, the media would just you know kill him on that if yeah. he didn't win that game, but. For those for those women, that was that was like a huge moment for them to win that gold medal and to come back from so much adversity. If you like that, you should probably watch more sports. It happens a lot. There's a lot of sure. a, lot, a lot of comebacks. A lot of comebacks. We love a good comeback. So that would be my my most yeah. memorable Olympic moment. Sam, what do you have to share? The one thing I'm surprised that didn't make that list is just the general voice of Brian Williams. Wow. <laughs> it's just, like, I thought that would be a moment in itself. That's a whole lot of When you list. sit down, you grab your, whatever, your popcorn or your chips, you sit down and you just see Brian Williams on your TV. Like, isn't that a great Olympic moment? <laughs> How often do you see Brian Williams on your TV screen anymore? You, you don't. You don't. You don't. Unless you, like, CFL and, <laughs> I mean, come on. Come uh, on. So, yeah, you know, Brian Williams is I- iconic and I, it's, it's such a loss that he went to, to, the other network and then didn't jump back yeah. and I mean um, Scott is a great host for CBC but it is something where it's like oh Brian Williams and the Canadian Olympics go hand in hand but not like they not should anymore. they should like Canada should just look at that and say I know you're working for a rival company but like I know he's still doing his job right like just uh, give him the Olympics that's what, like I don't know who's who's running this year. It's is it, it's all CTV. Right? It's, it's all CBC. It's all CBC. This CBC year. with oh, the, and, and Brian Williams is with CTV. Yeah, uh, he's with he's CTV. With, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be, 
You were telling me this the other day. Who's, who's hosting it? Um, Scott. Scott. Sports, Sports Scott. Weekend Scott from yeah. CBC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, no Brian Williams. And you know what? I think he's done. I think he's retired. He's done his speeches. I think Vancouver was a great crown, and then he came back for London and did the same, yeah. same sort of thing. But you know, it, 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 he he will be missed as the voice of Canada and really uniting our country. I think those monologues are iconic, and they will be archived. And that was the one thing I also was surprised to hear from you was how excited are you for the montage? Oh. Like, the video montage is always a crucial part of the Olympics. Well, I'm just waiting for, I think part of the rights for the CBC, or sorry, for the Olympics should be the song, I Believe, because I just <laughs> think we believe in these athletes and I just want to see them in slow-mo to this song. And last year, like I feel like it was or sorry, last Olympics, they've just been using, like, Headley, and, like, I've come a long, long way. <laughs> have they used Nickelback for the Olympics yet? Oh, they must have. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> if today was your last day. they got to get Jan Arden. Oh Jan Arden does God. the official Olympics in Rio theme song. Uh, Would you die? Well, yeah, I mean, if they could get Serena Ryder for Pan Am. Stand up. No, they got Kanye to close that show, so they can oh literally get anything. Oh, my anybody. God. <laughs> Don't even get me started. That's a whole other conversation. I would love to see a new song. I don't think we're going to see it for the CBC Olympics, but now that the government is funding CBC a little bit more, I think that we can expect a new song because there'll be a spot in the budget for it for the next round of the Olympics. Who will sing it? Anyone's guess. Is Nikki Yanofsky still making money off, I believe? I mean, I downloaded it off Apple Music two weeks ago, so she probably got two cents from me. So enjoy that. Those couple enjoy pennies. that, Nikki. Yeah. What's yeah. up? <laughs> so I wanted to close this podcast off uh, just kind of looking forward to the 2020 Olympics. So yeah. they just announced that there's five new sports, and you have no idea what these sports are. I have are. no idea. Let's hear them. So I'm going to just name them off, and you tell me if you're a, you're a fan of it. Okay? okay. Just kind of quick. So, baseball and softball. I mean, this is a former Olympic sport that I think should have always been there, so it's, I'm glad to see it back in the rings. Did you watch any of the Pan Am stuff? It was great. No. Pan Am baseball? Oof. Amazing. I got out of the city for Pan Am. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, where were you? I just went to colleges and shit. I went wow. to the opening ceremony like, left Canada and got Peace. the hell out of there. <laughs> Karate. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> Judo's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judo's a bit more thrilling. The thing with karate that I'm going to support this is a lot of people do karate who are not typical athletes. You know, it's like your ping pong players, your sort of table tennis Yo, players. Yo, table tennis players are in tip-top shape. Do not, you but dare they're also, they're throw just, shade. They're just not what you expect from an athlete. So this gives the more introverted crowd a chance to have Olympic dreams. I think it's great. Roller sports, which means skateboarding. Oh, boy. <laughs> Skate. Oh, boy. So the X Games are literally coming to the Olympics in 2020. You know what? I'm actually not going to hate on this because snowboard cross, if you recall the Winter Olympics, is the most thrilling event where they all snowboard down the same slope. Oh, it's incredible. Knock each other out until this, there's a sole survivor, basically. Yeah. Bring on skateboard cross. I'm in. I don't know if it's skate. They might be doing skate. I'm not sure if they're doing skateboard cross. Let's just hope. Let's just hope. Yeah. Climbing. Like, professional sport climbing. Like, they have to climb a rock wall yeah. as fast as possible? Either a rock wall or, like, it's a mountain or it's... Oh, God. This is going to... You know what's going to happen? American Ninja Warrior is going to become the Olympic Trials. <laughs> They're going to have... What's that What's that great show? Um, 
where they all like were wearing American jumpsuits, American Gladiator. Oh, that's literally what the Olympics with like. <laughs> stupid actors who were like, "I'm Magnus, I'm gonna get you." Why was that ever on our televisions? Oh boy! And I see this last one just being a huge issue after what happened in Vancouver with Let's no snow, it. surfing. What? You just knocked out so many countries of ever getting an Olympic Games with that sport. Surfing? Surfing. Maybe they, like, get a machine. Like maybe They, they must get machine. a machine. I think you have to get a machine. Because you cannot do that if you were to have the Summer Olympics in New York. Yeah. Right? No. It wouldn't happen. Or you'd have to get some huge wind turbine to go and make a fake-ass wave. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's uh Well, it might happen, but, like... Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be a fake situation. Last final question. Let's hear Where it. would you want to see, and I don't know what they, I think they have 2022 all kind of locked up, right? Yeah, you know, I've heard rumors of Calgary returning to the world stage yeah. for the 2026 Olympics. I think that'd be great. I hope Mayor Nenshi puts in a bid. But, um, you know, after they've done the Olympics, why not bring the Saddle Dome back to life, you know? Um, so I'd like to see Calgary do it. Toronto will probably never do it. I just think the city is too condensed, right? It's just too squished it's into too, one yeah. area. Um, Pan Am was nice, but I just I think they saw Pan Am and they're like, you know, I don't think I can do the Olympics here. Well, no, didn't they do like John Tory had like a ultimatum? Where it was like, yo, we got to make this decision now if we want to throw a bid. You have yeah. to throw like three yeah. million dollars in just a bid, just right? a bid. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, you know what? No, 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 no. wasn't worth it. Um, and then otherwise, I think like I think we're going to see Los Angeles get the Olympics next. Love to see um, that. Love the, to see that in the next decade. Um, but that's that's about that's kinda, about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd like to see it. It's always fun when it's in North America because again, just the time zones and stuff. Like Rio's going to be great because again, we're all kind of on that on the same, same level. Same yeah. Level. Because when you're watching those games in Sochi and Australia, you're just F like, that. Screw that. What's the point? Ian Holland was my guest today. Sammy D, great to be here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Thank you so much, man. You were awesome. Hey, can't wait to light that flame tomorrow. High five. Boom. Thank you so much to my guest, Ian Holland, for joining me today on this podcast. Fire. That was a lot of fun talking to him about everything Olympics. Uh, make sure you tune into the Olympics because they're always a lot of fun. And Usain Bolt is really fast. And Michael Phelps is a great swimmer. And... The Canadian women's soccer team is awesome. Yes, I love Christine St. Clair, so this is going to be a wicked Olympics. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you want to be on the podcast, feel free to shoot me an email at samueljoedavis at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Samuel Davis or Twitter, which is at Sammy Davis Jr., Instagram at Sammy Davis Jr., and yeah, I think that's it. All right, my friends. Thank you. Have a fantastic week. Enjoy the Olympics, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, folks. Ciao.